Welcome back to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. We'll be right back with Dan and episode number 12 of this series. But first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. Before we get started, we want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing helps thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options to their communities, their families, and their fans. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And to find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program, go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and find out how athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Our backdrop is a Gipper template. We use Gipper to help announce our podcast episodes. Go to gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. But Final Forms is more than that. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility. And they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on the Final Forms team. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. As a head football coach, I used Huddle. And as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. Our coaches just love the cameras, how easy they were to program. Uh, of course, the analytics and the film breakdown. Um, Huddle was tremendous for us with customer service and customer support. It's also the complete performance platform with mobile tools, with smart cameras and analytics. Uh, it's also built for every level of play from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges. Uh, there's over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about how Huddle can help you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to Snap Raise. Better fundraising makes better programs. So get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. Uh, no more selling products or management lists. Go to snapraise.com. Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is a big step. And you can find out the Snap Raise digital difference. It's easy and effective. It's safe and secure. And you can track participation and progress. Go to their website, snapraise.com, and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that the, they have helped schools and teams raise over the years, 
Our coaches use SnapRaise and it was fantastic. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com for more information. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. They not only raise money for your athletic department, but create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. And we want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you uh, showcase your school's legacy and bring that legacy to life. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips with Dan Talbot. This is episode number 12 in this series. Uh, every week, we meet with Dan Talbot, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the District Athletic Director for Polk County Schools in Polk County, Florida. Dan, what do you got for us this week on Team Building Tips? Uh, you know, kind of really ties back to managing your department, whether, you know, be a district athletic director or, you know, an athletic director at a school. But, you know, one of the things you can do to help yourself and, and a lot of this stuff is, you know, is common knowledge, but we're talking about it because we can't assume if you look, if you watch last week's, you know, we can't assume anybody knows this, but, you know, really try to um, respect your team's time. Um, that can be a pet peeve with people. It, you know, if, if you say you're going to have a meeting at one, start the meeting at one. If you tell them that it's going to end at three, end it at three. Because um, people, you know, are working their day around your schedule. Uh, obviously, they're taking the time to be there. But if you, if you say you're going to start at one o'clock and then you come, you know, kind of messing around talking having a good time um and you start the meeting at 1 30 and don't end till 3 30 you know yes you're the boss and you have the authority and autonomy to do that you know but what kind of environment are you creating i mean so you know really respect um your team and i mean your team because everybody in your department is part of your team you all need to be everyone needs to be on the same page but respect their time and their boundaries you know and because you don't know what's going on in people's life. We don't want to assume too much, but they're taking the time out of their day to be there and be respectful of that time. Nothing frustrates me more when, you know, I get called to a meeting uh, in the way my calendar looks and someone assumes that I have nothing on my calendar. So they say, oh, we'll just meet tomorrow at 7 a.m. with that with no consideration of what I had going on. So, you know, respect their time, you know, 
give them adequate time to plan, you know, for your meetings, you know, like for me and my, our district athletic director meetings, we, you know, I set the calendar for the year uh, and I try not to change them, but obviously does that always work? No. Um, but respect your team's time and their boundaries when it comes to those meetings. And uh, I think, you know, you'll have more buy-in, you know, a lot of people, because when you hear people, other people complain about the situations they're in, they're complaining, you know, um, no communication. I feel they don't respect me. You know, all those little things tie into the, some of the simplest things we do and it's communicating and whether it's scheduling a meeting and sticking to that time. Um, and whether and if you got to cancel the meeting, you, you're probably better off canceling it, rescheduling it down the line instead of trying to move it later on that day. Because, you know, obviously most of the time when you're in charge of a group of people, um, very rarely are you going to have someone say, hey, look, you, you know, you planned this meeting two months ago and you said it was from one to three. I got this at 3.30 or I got that. Most people aren't going to say that. And, and that just causes a, you know, a very unhealthy work environment or very unhealthy working relationship. So just be respectful of your team's time and understanding it and be flexible when it comes to that stuff. So if you start, if you say the meeting's going to start at one, start it at right at one o'clock. Because, um, you know, for me, um, time is something I'm very uh, urgent about and a pet peeve. And I think it, it was growing up in a military family. You know, my father said to be home at nine o'clock. I was home prior to nine. I remember when I came home late, I got home at like nine o'clock. I came in after the, after nine o'clock and it was like nine o'clock and 15 seconds. And my father says, you're late. It's like, I'm late. It's nine o'clock. He says, you're to be home before nine o'clock. It's after nine o'clock. And even though it was like 15 seconds, you know, growing up in that military lifestyle, late's late. Um, but, you know, in order to have a healthy relationship with your team and your staff, you know, be respectful of their boundaries and their time. It's so true. I'm very fond of, of using the expression, um, you know, after talking to a parent, I know you've had these same types of conversations, but I'll joke to a colleague, you know, that's 20 minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back. And, you know, my, my coaches knew that. And, and so um, if we started like two minutes late, we're waiting for that one coach to show up. Uh, I said, oh, we're going to give him two minutes courtesy time. One of my coaches would invariably say, that's two minutes. You're not going to get back, Jake. So, uh, it, yeah. it, again, it's, it, it's, it's courtesy from your end and it's courtesy from the coaches. And we eventually, we eventually just started straight up one o'clock, two o'clock, whatever it was, that's when we started and the coaches adjusted, uh, and maybe had a little help from me, you know? Well, and one, and one thing to alleviate that too, is if you're going to have a one o'clock meeting, um, have the welcome from 1245 to one, because here's the thing, especially if, you know, if you're an athletic director and you're bringing your coaches together for the first time mm -hmm. and they haven't seen each other all summer or it's something with the new school year, it's going to be difficult, especially if they get along to really wrangle them in at one o'clock and get going. So, you know, be smart and build in a little time buffer because they haven't seen each other. They're going to want to talk. They're going to, you know, how's this going? Especially if they all, you know, if it's a cohesive group and they get along, they're going to want to know how each other's doing uh, in that scenario. Um, 
So you can build in whether it's, you know, a lot of times for us when we do the welcome, you know, hey, lunch is from 12 to one, the meeting starts at one. So mm -hmm. the ones that can't get there, um, you know, and let them know there's going to be a box lunch. So you can, if you get there at 1255, pick up your box lunch, each while we'll eat while we're working and stuff like that. But it, it kind of helps the meeting to start on time instead of people showing up at 1245, 1250, the new person walks in the room and then everyone always has the character uh, within the group that's going to show up, um, you know, three minutes before the meeting's about to start and, uh, you know, try to take over the room. Um, so, you know, be mindful in your schedule, but, you know, uh, be respectful of their time as well. Right. And, and, and that's another great idea. We would, we morphed into that over the years, uh, our dining hall, we didn't have a cafeteria, we had a dining hall. Uh, the chef would create these great little desserts, cookies or, or stuff. And so we would have that available like 20 minutes before the meeting started. And then at one o'clock, boxed it up, put it away, and it was out of sight. So, you know, people knew, you know, you, you wanted to come there and socialize, which is, you're absolutely right. They, they do need that time to decompress and just kind of, you know, be, be like kids. Uh, but hey, when we start at one, we're, we start at one, we're done at 129 and 52 seconds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get them out on time. That's uh, important. Yeah. It'll go a long way. Mm -hmm. um, quick question. Um, again, from a district level, you're dealing with, you know, many, many more individuals, but maybe let's focus in on a, on one school. You're having a meeting with that particular athletic staff. Um, how did you handle off-campus coaches, you know, that, that might be working during the day and it struggle, it was a struggle for them to get to a one o'clock or even a two o'clock uh, or even a right after school, say a three o'clock meeting. Uh, any suggestions for working with that group? Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to meet with them, you know, at night or whatever kind of best suits their schedule. You know, obviously the, the people working, you know, in the school system don't want to give up a Saturday or Sunday unless they have to. You know, because they do it enough during um, their respective seasons, but sometimes you're going to have to come back for that night meeting or basically just make time to, you know, meet with that person individually, depending on how many community coaches you got, um, you know, and be respectful of other people's time and, and, and try not to because, you know, a lot of people don't want to meet at night. Um, because of their family situations or the things they got planned. So really as a, as, as a leader of the athletic department, sometimes you're going to have to make sacrifices, you know, depending on what type of meeting it is to get those done and just make those choices that to meet with them at night or maybe something on the weekend, have lunch with them or something like that and, and have two separate meetings and give people, you know, the option to come one to the other. Cause it's difficult, like I said, and, and more and more we're seeing uh, community coaches more in our high schools than we ever have before. Yeah, it's so different than, um, you know, I'm going to guess even when you were in high school, you know, that I'm going to guess most of your coaches were probably in the building. Oh, yeah, I, I, I probably couldn't even tell you what a community coach was in high school, you know, and, and, and nowadays, you know, teachers are underpaid and they're and the demands placed on them are greater than they've ever have. And so those teachers, I mean, and you know who they are. I mean, you know. I know when I was at the school-based level, I, I wouldn't dare enter the parking lot, the teacher parking lot at right when school dismissed, because you think those kids drive crazy. Them teachers trying to get right out of there right when the bell rings, they drive 100 times worse, and I never wanted to get run over, because you know those teachers are there. You know, they show up at the last second, they leave. I mean, they're, they're worse than the kids when the school bell rings at each and every day, but 
you know, there's a lot of demands put on teachers this day, especially in the accountability areas, math, math English, reading, and science. So, I, you know, I, I get that portion of it too. But, you know, you also get 100, you know, you only work 180 days a year too. So, there, you know, there's that other side of it too. And, you know, a lot of coaches, you know, they, they don't get, you know, if you're a basket, if you're a football coach, you hope you're playing it over Thanksgiving. If you're a wrestling coach, a soccer coach, and a basketball coach, you know, you're not getting Christmas break. And if you coach track and baseball and softball, you know, you're in a tournament during spring break. Uh, you know, football is one of the sports where you, you know, if you're playing on Thanksgiving, you're doing a heck of a job. Um, so this is one of those things we, our time. You just made me think of another question. Uh, I, I know you've got to get going here, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Oh, fine. Uh, at our school, the schools that I was at, again, mostly private schools, you know, we would tell our coaches that, you know, the expectation is that, you know, you're going to help this team go on to the playoffs and hopefully all the way through. But if you don't, we're not going to deduct that from your stipend. So, you know, you're going to get your full stipend, whether you coach all the way to the state championship game or not. Uh, and it was somewhat tongue in cheek, but it, um, was the opposite of, um, well, hey, aren't we going to get paid? You know, we, we work two extra weeks or three extra weeks or four extra weeks uh, and went all the way to the state tournament. Um, how did you, how are you able to, because obviously it's budget related, uh, how do you handle that with teams that go on to the playoffs at your district? Is there an additional supplement or is the stipend? The no, stipend? not in our district. The sub, there is like we, we pay them $50 a day. Like when fall practice starts before teachers report, we do have $50 a day for those if they have to come back a little early, but you know, um, the guy that went on 10, the guy that went 15 and no, unfortunately get paid the same. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense, but you know, nothing really does in, in, in our world, but you know, not too many people complain about it because the ones that are successful are enjoying it and having a good time. It's like they're not even working, you know, um, but it's just one of those, and, and every, in the problem in Florida, you know, um, despite the million problems we do have that you, you see on the internet and those things like that and making fun of us, but we, you know, we're actually, there are some good people in Florida, believe me. Um, but you know, every, every county is different how they handle athletic directors and every county is different on how they handle the supplements, you know? So, I mean, that's one crazy thing about Florida is everything is, is county driven, district wide driven, um, because in Florida, there's districts, you know, there's some districts with one high school, one middle school, two elementary schools. And then there's some, you know, you go down to Miami Dade or, or Broward County, and there's 40 something high schools. And, you know, it's one of those deals where everybody does something a little different everywhere. So there's really no set guidelines for, for what they do. And, you know, I know in, our, in a lot of school, a lot of school districts, their booster club kick in at some point in time too for those so it's just no matter everywhere it's somewhere different yeah that that's a whole nother episode starting to talk about booster clubs but uh yeah i don't even know if we want to go down that road dan always great to uh share this time with you if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more what's the best way they can get a hold of you uh best way to get a hold of me is by my cell phone again 863 um 661 0647 six six one zero six four seven that is my true cell phone number don't worry it's not a um, you know an all you can eat takeout place somewhere in uh florida it's my actual cell phone number <laughs> 
Dan Talbot, Certified Master Athletic Administrator, Polk County District AD. Thanks so much for sharing with us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. For listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of every interview we do get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We do this every week with Dan, T-Building Tips, and just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We appreciate you tuning in today to the Educational AD Podcast and Team Building Tips. We want to thank our sponsors that help us do this. First, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Uh, at our schools, we use surveys all the time with our teachers, with our coaches, with our parents and our student athletes. And the information that we got back from them was empowering uh, almost all the time. It was overwhelmingly positive, which is a great tool to have. But there can be those uh, parents that are kind of the squeaky wheel parent that it gives them a chance to vent. And then it gives you a chance to talk to them. You wouldn't know that without the survey. Um, also, sometimes they can point out things that you need to work on. And it gives you some information to work with a coach or a program to help make it better. So check out Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, athleticsurveys.com. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. I never got to use Hometown Ticketing because I retired just as they were coming into vogue. But I've talked to hundreds of athletic directors and they all swear by hometown ticketing. Go to hometownticketing.com and let them help you and your program. We also want to thank Huddle. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. As an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. Go to huddle.com and find out how they can help you and your coaches and your fans um, through analytics uh, meet the needs of your student athletes. That's huddle.com. We also want to thank Final Forms, the official registration platform for the FIAAA conference. Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, with information to your parents. Go to finalforms.com and talk to their experts. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. The backdrop that you're looking at right now is a Gipper template. We use Gipper to help uh, promote our podcast episodes. Go to gipper.com. It's so easy to use. Even I can do it. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. Our school is one of the first in Florida to have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table, and it was just fantastic. We used it for home games, of course, but we also used it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, talk to their experts about getting one of their consoles installed in your school. And finally, we want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Once again, the FIAAA has a Wall of Fame video console for their Hall of Fame. And Wall of Fame can do that for you. Uh, you can recognize your student leaders, your coaching leaders, uh, school records, or as I mentioned, a Hall of Fame. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or send an email to sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com for more information. And then finally, we want to say thanks to Snap Raise. Go to snapraise.com and find out how their fundraising platform can help you raise thousands of dollars. Our coaches use snapraise.com and it was fantastic. It's safe and secure. You can track performance. Go to snapraise.com and start raising money for your program. Once again, we appreciate you listening to the Educational AD Podcast and Team Building Tips. Come back next week for Team Building Tips and just about every day 
for the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you.